Uh, today for, for our sermon, let's read uh, Luke chapter 9, what's 29 to 30, 28 to 36. Gospel of Luke chapter 9, verse 28 to 36. Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went upon on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, as he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them. And a voice came out of, a, out of the cloud, saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. Uh, let's pray that uh, Lord would speak to us through the passage. Father God, uh, God of Abraham, God of Isaac, and God of uh, Jacob, Father, you are God of glory, Lord. Uh, you are the creator and you are the covenant, Lord. Lord, you are the one who makes covenant and uh, who establish your covenant with your people, Lord. Lord, help us to understand your word. Lord, help us to uh, have a relationship with you, Lord. Lord, help us to build our relationship with you based on the fact that uh, you are glorious king. You are a mighty king, and you are a uh, Lord. You are the King, Lord, who is going to rule forever. Lord, help us to understand your word, Lord. Lord, speak to us, and Lord, encourage us. Uh, in Jesus' name, we pray, Father. Amen. In this chapter, Luke is preparing us to uh, see the new kingdom uh, that is going to come. Uh, it's a preview of of uh, the new kingdom. Uh, God is going to establish a new covenant with, with his people. Now we have uh, the old, old covenant in the Old Testament, which Mo Moses has brought. Now, uh, in Jesus, we have this new covenant, and there is a new kingdom that is going to uh, come. Uh, uh, God, the Holy Spirit, is going to uh, come on the Pentecost day, and th there is going to be a, a new revelation, a new power, uh, and, uh, and a new kingdom. Uh, Luke is preparing us to see the see the fact that uh, see uh, see what's happening uh, there. Uh, Jesus is preparing his disciples. Uh, disciples are uh, they, they have seen his miracles before. Uh, they have seen uh, what has been uh, done by Jesus. Uh, they're seeing all that. Uh, some of the people are accepting him. Some people are following him, and some people are not not following him. They are rejecting him. Uh, disciples are seeing all that. No, uh, but they don't know his full glory. 
they they know that he is messiah they know that uh, he is the uh, coming messiah but they don't know uh, what it is like what is his glory they don't know the full revelation now jesus is showing uh, who he is uh, he's he's revealing himself to them in a full way now they have a preview of the new kingdom a preview of uh, uh, the king uh, in his glory uh, luke is preparing us um, to see that uh but before we see the trans- transfiguration of jesus uh, let us see um what's happening in the old testament uh let's see the uh, like uh, in this segment we'll see uh, like three scenes like in the first we see god's glory in the old testament uh the old covenant how god uh showed his glory in the old testament and then we'll see how uh, god is showing his glory in the new testament uh through jesus christ and then in scene 3 we see uh, the power of uh, god's glory in the covenant age new covenant age uh, that is now how how new covenant uh, can influence us so we can see that in three steps first let's see uh, some portions in exodus uh, as luke is telling us the story story of transfiguration uh, he is alluding uh, the events in exodus he is telling this um, events in exodus uh in order to understand the passage better uh we need to see uh the passages in exodus uh in exodus uh we see that god called moses uh, uh from a burning bush uh, god appeared to moses and god called moses and uh he he saw the suffering of people he wants to have a covenant with people of israel uh he already made a covenant with abraham now he is establishing that covenant uh, he is remembering his faithfulness and now he is redeeming people of israel and he is making a covenant with them uh, he is he is showing them who he is uh, he is showing his uh, his mightiness and his power and his glory to the people of israel uh, by making a covenant uh, with them god called moses and god god sent him to redeem uh, israel from the slavery in exodus chapter 3 was 6 god appeared to moses and he called from the burning bush uh, he saw the suffering the suffering of the people he saying to them i am the god of your father the god of abraham the god of isaac and the god of jacob and moses hid, hid his face for he was afraid to look at god now god appeared to moses uh he is uh he is making a covenant with these people uh he called moses as a leader uh as a representative for that covenant uh, now he is um he is uh, revealing himself to moses he is saying who he is and uh, he is he is disclosing his plan for the people of israel uh and in verse 12 we see that uh he is disclosing his plan that you know he is going to redeem the people from the slavery and they are going to go and serve, serve the lord on the sinai mountain uh where god is going to disclose uh his glory to the people of israel exodus chapter 3 verse 12 we see that 
but I will be with you, and this shall be the sign for you, that I have sent you, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall serve God on this mountain. So God is going to redeem the people, and they are going to go and serve the Lord on the mountain, where God is going to come down, and he is going to descend his glory, and the people are going to see who he is uh, in his full mightiness and power. Uh, there is a cloud of uh, pillar that is going to come. There is a cloud of fire. There is a cloud of um, God's power is going to come on, the, on that mountain. So what's happening here? God is, uh, God is making a covenant with people. Uh, when God makes a covenant, he calls his people and he reveals his glory and then he gives commandments. That's how a covenant works. When, when God makes a covenant, he calls the people and he reveals himself, who he is. And when he reveals, people understand that and people put their trust in the Lord. And then the Lord gives them uh, imperatives, commandments to follow. That's how a covenant works. And now here, God called Moses so that he can make a covenant with Israel, people of Israel. And he's going to give them commandments and they're going to obey him. Uh, this is the old covenant that we see uh, in Exodus. Uh, in, this in this context, uh, there is a covenant here and there is a kingdom. There is a new, uh, new emerging kingdom, the kingdom of Israel that we can, we can see in Exodus. Uh, there, was, there were people who were serving Egypt. They don't have a kingdom for themselves, uh, but God is, God is making them a kingdom, uh, a kingdom of priests and a kingdom of, you know, uh, they are going to be his people, and he is going to be their God. Uh, when that, that happens, then he, he reveals himself, and then people are going to see who he is, uh, and they are going to uh, either obey him or disobey him. Uh, that, that's the uh, first covenant, the old covenant. Uh, that's the uh, first kingdom, or the kingdom of Israel. Uh, when, uh, when God called, then he, uh, he sent Moses, and uh, he sent him to Pharaoh, and he, made, uh, his, he showed his signs, miracles, and he revealed his power. Initially, of course, Pharaoh did not allow, allow that, but then God showed his power, and Pharaoh had to uh, leave them. So God showed his power at Passover. Uh, in our Bible study, we, we discussed how he, how he showed those signs. Uh, now, after Passover, uh, God consecrated uh, the first child of Israel, every firstborn of Israel. Because why? Because he killed the first children of Egyptians. And uh, on the other side, he consecrated the first children of Israel. Uh, because they are, they are, the, they are the ones... Um, uh, they, they are the ones uh, who are going to uh, have a covenant relationship with God. They are going to uh, represent other people. Uh, they are going to represent their families. And they are kind of a people uh, who are showing as a sign of redemption. They were redeemed uh, from the wrath that has come upon the uh, Egyptians. Uh, and after, after he redeemed them, then they are going to uh, go and serve the Lord at Sinai. Once they came out, came out of Egypt, uh, now the presence of God is going to sh uh, show to them. They, they are going to see the presence of God, uh, and they are going to go and serve the Lord on the mountain. Uh, 
let's see Exodus chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. Uh, please bear with me as I trying to uh, explain uh, these concepts because they are, they are very helpful uh, when, when we are trying to understand uh, the transfiguration. Luke chapter 13, verse 1 and 2. The Lord said to Moses, Consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever is the first to open the womb among the people of Israel, both of man and of beast is mine. And then in verse 20, And they moved, moved on from Sukkoth and encamped at Etham on the edge of the wilderness. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to leave to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and night. So here uh, we see God's presence uh, with the people of Israel. Uh, he came in a cloud, a cloud of fire, and a cloud, a pillar of cloud, uh, a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. And then uh, they went and they saw the Lord on Sinai. And where God, God is going to make a covenant with the people of Israel. So Moses is going to go and ascend to the mountain. And Moses is going to take some other leaders of Israel. And they are going to go there and serve the Lord on Mount Sinai. Where God is going to descend and have a covenant with the people of Israel. Exodus chapter 19, verse 3 to 6. While Moses went up to God, the Lord ca called to him out of the mountain, saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob, and tell the people of Israel, You yourselves have seen what I did to the Egyptians, and how I bore you on eagles' wings, and brought you to myself. Now therefore, if you will indeed obey my voice, and keep my covenant, you shall be my treasured possession among all peoples. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the words that you shall speak to the people of Israel. When God made this covenant, uh, the people responded to, the, responded to that. They said, whatever the Lord says, we will obey. Uh, we want to be the people of God. We want to have a covenant with God. They obeyed the Lord, and they want to have uh, a covenant relationship with God. At the time, so when when they when there was this covenant ha uh, covenant happened, old covenant happened. Now uh, the covenant was affirmed by God's presence. He came there uh, as a uh, as a a thick cloud has uh, came upon the Mount Sinai, and God's presence uh, descended there. Uh, people had the opportunity to uh, see and hear. Uh, the very presence of God. Uh, in Exodus chapter 19, verse 16 to 20. On the mon morning of the third day, there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud on the mountain and a very loud trumpet blast so, the, so that all the people in the camp trembled. Then Moses brought the people out of the camp to meet God. They took their stand at the foot of the mountain. Now Mount Sinai was wrapped in smoke because the Lord had descended on it in fire. 
the smoke of it went up like the smoke of a kiln and the whole mountain trembled greatly and as the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder moses spoke and god answered him in the in thunder the lord came down on mount sinai to the top of mount, top of the mountain and the lord called moses to the top of the mountain and moses went up here we see uh, god's glory being descended on the uh, mountain of sinai god has come down uh, with his might mightiness and power and glory and people had the opportunity to see that they experienced uh, the very presence of god the people feared uh, and in fact people are not allowed to even touch the foot of the mountain because god's presence is uh, literally there uh, only moses is allowed to go there uh, because he ha- he is the representative he can see uh, and he ha- he can he can see god's glory and he can uh, receive god's commandments uh, after that god gave gave him commandments uh, we call them 10 commandments uh, there are more more commandments than that uh, chapter 20 onwards we see the commandments <laughs> Uh, the same revelation is again continued even in chapter 24 uh, because uh, it was a journey he was there on, on the mountain for 40 days uh, the presence of the lord was there on the mountain now now let's see um, god called moses and moses went on to the mountain and god descended uh, from the mountain we could see god's glory there god's power and uh, even people feared they can't even go go and touch the foot of the mountain because the very presence of the lord is there uh, god is making them a covenant what was happening is there god is calling them god is revealing himself and then god is making a covenant after that uh, he is giving commandments now the imperatives are uh, after the revelation the people have seen all this but still they disobeyed god they they did not hear god uh, they uh, they made a cow for themselves and they they started worshiping uh, idols uh, they they had lord um now moses moses had to um moses had to renew the covenant uh, he had he had to plead with the lord and he had to renew the covenant and moses went up on, uh, again to the mountain and then he made the tabernacle as lord asked him to do uh, in exodus chapter 34 was 4 to 7 so moses cut two tables tablets of stone like the first and he rose early in the morning and went up on mount sinai as the lord had commanded him and took in his hand two tablets of stone the lord descended in the cloud and stood with him uh, and proclaimed the name of the lord the lord passed before him and proclaimed the lord the lord a god merciful and gracious slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness keeping steadfast steadfast love for thousands for forgiving in iniquity and transgression and sin but who will by no means clear the guilty uh, here we see uh, god is revealing himself uh, to moses again uh, before he revealed as god of abraham god of isaac and god of god of jacob uh, he also revealed his name as lord yahweh uh, the one who created everything the one who rules everything but now he is revealing his nature his nature of compassion uh, although they 
they broke the covenant uh, he is revealing himself as the one who can forgive and one who can restore them again uh, uh, back to the fellowship the god revealed himself then again we see god's glory coming on this mountain uh, in chapter 40 was was 34 onwards then the cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle and moses was not able to enter the tent of meeting because the cloud settled on it and the glory of the lord filled the tabernacle after moses const uh, constructing this tabernacle god's glory was descended on the tabernacle and the people could see uh god's glory there um and the same god's glory is continued throughout all their journey as they were traveling through the wilderness uh god's presence was there uh in a pillar of fire and in cloud now uh let's go and see how uh luke is all alluding to that and how he is uh how he is uh telling us a story of a new covenant uh let's read Let's read Luke chapter uh, 9 verse 28 Now about 8 days after these sayings he took with him Peter and John and James and went upon the mountain to pray Uh the, the big idea is just like how Moses went to the mountain and took with him some leaders with him because they are going to be the representative representatives they are going to be the witnesses of god's glory now christ is taking with him uh, his disciples his closest disciples to the mountain uh, where he is going to be transfigured and god's glory is going to be revealed there uh, jesus christ as son of god the covenant head of humanity uh, he revealed his glory to the apostles Uh, who are of the new covenant god's glory was descended and affirmed his mission and he commanded us to uh, obey the new covenant it was made through a, a person a person jesus christ uh so now why he took with him uh, three other disciples because they are going to witness who he is uh, they are going to uh, witness his mission they are going to accomplish uh, his mission and in verse 29 as he was praying the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white uh, now as they went on this mountain now jesus is revealing uh, his glory to the disciples uh, he as he is establishing a covenant with them he wants to see them uh, who he is as god is establishing a new covenant through jesus uh, he is revealing his full glory so that people know who he is and then they can put their trust in him uh in verse 29 we see uh jesus is transfigured uh he is now uh, in his original form as a uh, as god man as the son of god uh we see him uh, as the one uh who has uh, the brightness and glory Uh, and as the one who has mighty mightiness and power he is no longer a man but he is he is now uh, the son of god they see him uh, in his full fullness they see him uh, as a king 
as a one who who is uh, as as a son of God. Uh, we see the same same revelation uh, in Revelation chapter one, verse thirteen to sixteen. Uh, we see uh, who Jesus is there. And in the midst of the lamb stands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe, and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white, like white wool, like snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire. His feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace. And his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand, he held seven stars. From his mouth uh, came a sharp two-edged sword, and his face was like the sun uh, shining in full strength. Here, here we see uh, Jesus as son of God, uh, as a Messiah, as the one, uh, as the one who, who created everything, as the one uh, who rules everything. We see uh, Jesus in his full glory. Uh, now, disciples had the opportunity to see uh, his full glory there. Uh, in verse 30, Luke chapter 9, verse 30, and behold, two, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah. Why, they, why these two people were there, um, Moses and Elijah? Because they, they were the key people in the old covenant. They are the people uh, who, are showing, uh, who are showing that you know, the old covenant is going to be uh, ended. It's not going to work anymore. They are pointing towards the new covenant. They are pointing towards Jesus Christ, uh, who is the actual leader, who is the true prophet, and who is the one who is going to lead the people uh, to eternal life. Uh, the world covenant is no, no longer is functioning, so they are pointing now to Jesus Christ. Uh, there are also the people who have seen God's revelation, who have seen God's full glory, uh, but they know that uh, that covenant is not going to function now. That covenant is not going to help people. Now they are pointing towards uh, Jesus Christ, uh, the head of the new covenant. So they were there uh, on the mountain and they were talking about his departure. Uh, they were talking how Jesus is going to uh, fulfill his covenant, how he is going to fulfill, fulfill his purposes. Uh, in verse 31 we see uh, they talk about the departure of uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, uh, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Just like how uh, Israel departed from uh, Egypt and how they were saved uh, in Exodus, now here uh, we see Jesus, uh, he's, he, he has to go through the suffering and he has to uh, he has to be glorified. But before his glorification, he must go through the suffering. Uh, here, uh, Luke is talking about his suffering, uh, his death, and his resurrection, and then his glorification. In Luke chapter 24, verse 26 to 27. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? And the beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerned himself. It is necessary for Christ uh, to suffer 
the wrath of God because uh, in order to make a covenant with the people, he must suffer God's wrath. He must uh, suffer uh, for the sins that people have committed. Uh, in the old covenant, they had these offerings and sacrifices. They had to kill the animals because they are going to suffer the wrath of God. Uh, they are kind of a symbolic expression. Uh, but here we see a, an actual person who is who is dying uh, on the cross, who is who is fulfilling that covenant by by offering his life on the cross. He is going to suffer and he is going to resurrect again, uh, and he will be glorified. But before his glorification, he must uh, suffer. First uh, Peter chapter one and eleven. He is talking about the same fact. Uh, in, when he predicted uh, the sufferings of Christ and the su subsequent glories. Uh, the prophets, they already prophesied about the sufferings of Christ and his future glory. Uh, now Luke is preparing us to uh, see, see uh, Christ and his new covenant with us. As, as they have, uh, as the disciples have seen this uh, glory, and as the disciples trying to understand uh, about this new covenant and the departure of Christ, uh, they were not actually attentive. They were sleepy. They were drowsy. Uh, they 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 saw his glory, uh, but they did not really understand what's happening there. Uh, they were thinking that, oh, we have Elijah here, we have uh, Moses here, uh, we, we see a glory of Christ. Uh, but they, they want that comfort, they want to enjoy uh, that glory movement, but they, they're not understanding what's happening on the mountain because they were sleepy. In verse uh, 33, And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. Disciples want to, uh, now Peter want to have, wants to have a, uh, a comfortable time, uh, a time of pleasure, a time of relaxation uh, on this mountain, because they had this season, season of Sukkot, a festival of Sukkot. They make tents, they invite their guests, where they, uh, they enjoy, enjoy the food and they, they relax. Uh, they have these traditions, they have these uh, pseudo figures of Old Testament, they kind of invite them like Abraham or some other Old Testament figures, and they kind of celebrate it. And after celebration of that Sukkot, they have the study of the God's word. They have the study of Torah. Uh, they meditate it uh, after they finish their, uh, their festival of Sukkot. Now, although, although Peter is not fully aware what he is saying, but it is there because it's a custom and culture. He's, uh, he's, he wants to have uh, that time of relaxation and time of uh, festive time. But, uh, but in contrary to Luke's, uh, in contrary to Peter's, uh, Peter's ex expectation, we see that uh, God's glory is being uh, revealed there. Uh, it's not just the time of pleasure. It's not that. But there is uh, a full revelation of God uh, that is going to be there uh, on this mountain. In verse 34, 
as he was saying these things, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Uh, and a voice came out of the cloud, cloud, saying, "This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him." Here we see God's glory, uh, God's Shekinah glory, uh, that is similar to the glory that we have seen in the Old Testament. Uh, when Moses went on the mountain, uh, there we saw God's glory descended on this mountain, and people could not even go there uh, because literally God's presence was there as He is establishing His covenant there. Now the same same thing is here. Uh, now now Jesus is on the mountain with His disciples. Now God's glory is des descended on this mountain. Uh, they had the experience of God there, and they they could see God's Shekinah glory in the new covenant. Uh, And, what, what, and, the cloud, uh, and God's voice saying from the cloud, um, this is my son, my chosen one, uh, listen to him. Uh, God is declaring uh, his son here. He is declaring Jesus Christ. Uh, he is revealing him, him and he is affirming his mission. Why? Because we, should, we can trust Jesus and we can see him uh, as, uh, as a son of God. Here Luke is using the word, my chosen one. Uh, it refers to the chosen one of God, uh, the suffering servant of, uh, the suffering servant for Israel uh, that uh, Isaiah mentioned. So uh, here uh, God, is, God is revealing uh, his son, uh, the nature of his son. Uh, Jesus Christ is the son of God. And he is the chosen one for the people of Israel. So, what what that follows follows an imperative. Uh, he asks us to listen to him. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter was Deuteronomy chapter eighteen was eighteen. I will rise up for them a prophet like you for among their brothers, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak to them all that I commanded him. Uh, as God is declaring his son, Jesus Christ, he is also affirming that he is the suffering servant, and then he is, uh, he is giving them a commandment to obey him. The people of Israel, God, God, God has this purpose uh, to reconcile people with him, but in, our, uh, in order to fulfill that, he need, he need a person, he need a covenant head. In the, in the Old Testament, uh, there were prophets, uh, there were the people of God, uh, there were men of God who tried to bring people, who tried to uh, tell people their sins, uh, but people did not obey at the time. Uh, now in order to, in order to uh, bring people, he, he, he has this, he has this uh, the, the prophet that he is going to rise from Israel, uh, that is Jesus Christ. Uh, he's, uh, he is the prophet who is going to come. And we should obey him. Uh, in John chapter 1, verse 14, uh, we see that John is telling, uh, he has seen the glory of God, glory as, as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. Uh, John has this, uh, this opportunity uh, to witness God's glory, 
and then he knows that he is the son of God, and he knows that we should obey him, uh, because he, they ha he has seen uh, he has seen him as he is. Same uh, in chapter Second uh, Peter chapter one was sixteen to nineteen. For we do not follow cleverly devised myths when we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. They have seen the majesty of God, and uh, they, they say that uh, we have to obey him because he, he is the son of God. He is the true prophet, and he is the, he is the true shepherd, and he is the true Israel. Uh, we have to obey him because he is the one who is going to give us life. Uh, this, is, this, this is the picture where we see uh, God is establishing a new covenant uh, through the person of Jesus Christ. Now, in uh, this, the covenant needs to be applied to the people uh, through the Spirit. Uh, Jesus Christ, he, he, he suffered for us, and he made that covenant, and he gave us the opportunity, but we need to apply that to ourselves. Uh, he, he sent apostles, he sent missionaries, and he sent people to proclaim God's word so that people can come to him, and people can put their trust uh, in Jesus Christ and receive eternal life. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6, 6 to 11. Who has made us sufficient uh, to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now if the ministry of death carved in letters on stone came with such glory that the Israelites could not gaze at Moses' face because of its glory, which was being brought to an end, will not the ministry of the Spirit have even more glory? Here Paul is talking about the glory of the new covenant uh, through Jesus Christ. Uh, when Israelites had the opportunity uh, to have a covenant and to have, uh, to have the opportunity to see God's glory, but that glory is nothing in comparison with the uh, glory of the new covenant. Uh, the glory or the revelation in the Old Testament, it has, it has a limit. Uh, it is pointing to Christ, but it is not going to save uh, anyone unless Christ fulfills uh, his mission. Here in the New Covenant age, uh, we have more glory. We have more honor and we have more, uh, more privilege uh, to enjoy God's redemption. The glory of the new covenant surpasses the glory of the old covenant because the spirit uh, gives life. The spirit is going to walk in people's uh, lives. Uh, spirit is going to change people, uh, people's lives. Uh, it's going to bring transformation in people's hearts. In the old covenant, uh, it only gives commandments. It only uh, tells what to do, but it doesn't help you to uh, live a new life. It doesn't empower you. But in the new covenant age, we have the spirit. Uh, who work in us, uh, who is going to help us, who is, who is going to transform our lives. Um, that, that's why this, this, this new covenant is more glorious, more helpful and more powerful, and it's more beneficial for us. Uh, in verse 9 we see, For there was glory in the ministry of condemnation, the ministry of righteousness must far exceed it in glory. The glory in the new covenant age, uh, it's more glorious and it's, it's more helpful to us.
as, as we understand uh, the new covenant, uh, the new covenant in Jesus Christ, as we put our trust in Jesus Christ, uh, we need to understand, we need to uh, apply, apply that to uh, our lives. We need to trust who Jesus is and we need to see him as the son of God. We need to uh, confess our sins and we need to believe that he died for our sins. Uh, we need to understand the gospel. We need to see Jesus Christ and we need to believe him. Uh, because the Father is commanding us to uh, trust him and believe him and listen to him. Uh, as we understand the gospel, we also have, we also have the need to preach it to others. Uh, and in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6, For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, has shone in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Glory of God is being revealed uh, through Jesus Christ. Uh, as we proclaiming the gospel, we are bringing people uh, to Christ from the darkness. We are, uh, we are giving life to the people. People are, uh, people are living in sin. People are... Uh, uh, there is no hope uh, for the people in the world uh, who do not know Christ because uh, there is, uh, they, may, they may enjoy the pleasures of the life, but there is, there is no, uh, there, there is, they don't have hope uh, in the next life. But as we trust uh, Jesus Christ, we have the hope. Uh, he, is going to, uh, he is going to transform us. He is going to uh, redeem us. He is going to uh, bring us to the new kingdom. Uh, in second second Corinthians chapter five one to six for we know that if the tent which is our earthly home is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in the tent we groan, longing to put on our heavenly dwelling, uh, if indeed by putting it on, we may not be found naked. Uh, for while we, we are still in this tent, we groan, being burdened, not that we would be unclothed, but that we would be further clothed, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life, what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. He who has, who has prepared us for this very thing is God, who has given us the Spirit as a guarantee. Uh, the new covenant, the people uh, who believed in Jesus Christ, are the people uh, who who have this assurance of new covenant. We have the hope in resurrection. Uh, although our body uh, may be, although we, we may die physically, but we have hope in resurrection. We are going to be with the Lord forever, uh, so that we can encourage each other. Uh, glory of the new covenant also compels us uh, to do missions. Uh, in Second Corinthians chapter five. Verse 22, 21. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, God, God making his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be recon reconciled to God. For our sake, he, ma he made him to be sin, who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. As, they, as the apostles are understanding this great mission, uh, this great purpose of God for the people, 
they are pleading people they are doing missions because why because they know that people are going to uh, people are going to suffer uh, the eternal wrath of god people are going to uh, they may they may enjoy the lives but they uh, they may not receive eternal life they know that so that's why they are pleading people as ambassadors of christ as ambassadors of this new covenant uh, as they have seen god's glory in christ now they are pleading people uh, because they know that only through christ uh, we have this hope god's glory compels us to worship him uh, as long as we don't see christ in his full glory we may not worship him uh, as he is we see him as a uh, as maybe a simple prophet maybe as a man of god who does some wonders and miracles but unless uh, we see him as a son of god as the one who, uh, who is in his full glory uh, we may not worship him we may not worship him fully so god's glory compels us uh, to worship him uh, now i just want to uh, uh recap once uh, the people of israel they had this old covenant uh, where they have seen god uh, on the mountain uh, but they did not obey him fully uh, they and and they could not fully uh, they could not fully worship god they could not uh, fully enjoy the benefit of salvation but in the pe- but the people who are in the new testament we have this privilege of seeing who jesus is and uh, enjoying the privilege of uh, his uh, his redemption uh, we have this opportunity to enjoy his full glory as we trust him uh, as we as we understand his full glory uh, he is going to transform our lives and he is going to give us his spirit who is going to uh, who is going to bring uh, change in our lives as we understand these things uh, let us pray and uh, seek god's uh, god's help so that we we will be transformed like christ for god uh, thanks so much for uh, your privilege uh, to read your word uh, to meditate your word lord lord help us to uh, trust you father lord help us to see you uh, as son of god as the one who gave your life for us as the chosen one lord lord help us to obey you lord uh, because you are the master lord you are the lord uh, lord help us to see uh, your glory lord uh, help us to put our trust in you lord uh, lord uh, we do not have hope uh, in the world we do not have hope uh, in in any other thing uh, other than christ jesus lord lord help us to come to you and uh, lord help us to see you and see your glory of father lord as we trust you lord lord you uh, lord we know that you pour your spirit in our hearts uh, lord we know that you are going to transform us lord as we see you lord lord you are going to change us uh, to the glory uh, to the next degree of glory lord help us to uh, have that privilege help us to enjoy the privilege of uh, the new covenant uh, help us to enjoy the privilege of uh, being in the new ki- kingdom the kingdom that is already inaugurated lord help us to uh, help us to put our trust and uh, look to you lord uh, as we wait for your coming uh, lord we commit ourselves to your hand in christ jesus name we pray o father amen